Hey Hubsters, I am Jesse Brockle, joined by the amazing Ashley Geist, and this is the Hub Chatroom, a space created to explore the brain, belly, and body with connection in mind. These labels that we use in mental health field are not inclusive. You're either healthy or disordered. What the heck happens to the rest of us who fall inside of the stigma sandwich? We get lost, and I say, no more. Welcome to a space dedicated to learning and growth, a soft place to land, and a sturdy place to climb. This is a movement that I feel can change the way we approach wellness. And although we work hard to bring inspirational, educational, and impactful info to you, it does not in any way take the place of counseling or dictate a clinician-client relationship. This podcast is for enjoyment, and we encourage you to consult a professional if needing specific services. Let's freaking chat. Yes. So hello, Hubsters. It is Ashley and Jesse back hey, here. Hey. We are going to have um, kind of a lighthearted conversation today on uh, when we are kind of stuck in the mud, and that is my wording. Our title is, I like the way things were. Am I a stick in the mud? Mm. Jesse, mm-hmm. I think I have stick in the mud syndrome. Oh, gosh. Help me out. <laughs> happens to the best of us, my friend. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, sometimes it can really feel like somebody just walked over and poured honey in our path. Oh, I and, like that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so the idea of um, just maybe being uncomfortable with moving forward, not yeah. wanting to change, you know, just being resistant to change, because that's something we kind of haven't talked about yet is... Right. Let's say maybe a change, sometimes they're prescribed to us by a professional, um, or it's just a good idea, or it's something we think is good for us, but darn it, we don't want to do it. What do we do with that when we got the honey in the path? Gosh, you know, I think sometimes embracing it, saying I am stuck here and acknowledging why we're stuck there. There's power in being in the moment, and Mm -hmm. there's beauty in going through those transitions Mm -hmm. and through those transformations. And so walking through the Stickiness mm. is essential sometimes. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of times when we approach, when this happens, we do it with a lot of judgment. Mm-hmm. We do right. it. We do it. And we think, gosh, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, other people don't get stuck when this yeah. happens. Other people don't you know, have this much difficulty. And that is exactly the opposite of what we should be doing. Mm. We should really be creating a space of grace for ourselves yeah. as we lift one foot in front of the other through through that muddy process, through that muddy situation. Yeah. You know, also I think about, you know, your visual of, of being stuck in the mud or walking through honey. I visualize us having our arms out and having people walking beside us to stabilize Aww. us so we don't fall. And so being stuck in the mud doesn't mean that you have to be alone when it happens. But it's, it is really hard sometimes to reach out, mm-hmm. especially because we don't want other people to see us stuck in the mud. When you even said the phrase, I'm stuck, what I thought of right away is that's empowering to be mm-hmm. able to say. And there, I think there's a stigma and an embarrassment yeah. about it sometimes too that we kind of have to overcome. But I love how you said we don't have to overcome it alone. And I think it's that idea too. The more we resist and run from something, kind of the bigger it gets. If we pretend, oh, no, it's fine. Uh, Nothing's wrong. Yeah, We're lying to ourselves. (laughs) The thing is growing um, bigger and bigger the more that we resist. And so to be able to say, I am stuck. I am no fun today. (laughs) (laughs) You want to have fun, go somewhere else, right? (laughs) 
um, and just kind of owning that maybe that's who we are in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a piece of that is we might not always be that person in that moment, but for the right now we are. Mm -hmm. So have you ever had a season of life where you kind of been stuck? Gosh, I'm gonna have to think about that one. I I know there is, but right. there's 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 many. I thought of one, but it's too deep That's for okay. me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can share one too. That's that would better. be great. Yeah. That would be great. I'll I'll keep um, thinking. Okay. Anytime there's new technology, I'm not on board. Yep. <laughs> I don't like it. Get rid of it. It's terrible. It's worse. Now, to be fair, I will say. Sometimes we look at technology as the catch-all, fix-all, and it isn't. Sometimes mm -hmm. the tool for the job is a piece of paper or new doesn't always mean improved. Mm -hmm. However, sometimes it's okay. I'll be brave and say it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a new phone, I don't want a new phone. No. Take no. it away. Go away from me. Yes. Um, however, mm -hmm. we adapt. And I think that's an important piece to kind of keep in mind is we are a lot more adaptable than we think we are. Humans are wired to adapt. Right. We don't, I, I should say I, I don't always think that way. Mm -hmm. I am just set in my little box sometimes. Here I am, here I go. And I think sometimes it's easy that we forget that, you know what, we are very adaptable. Mm -hmm. We can stretch, we can grow. And when we've done that, that change becomes our new norm. Things will normalize at some point. And I think that's really important for us to think about when we're looking at the idea of being stuck. Uh, maybe we're looking at creating a change and we're like, oh, I don't know if, I, if I'm completely on board with this, knowing that it won't always be as hard as it is right now. Right. It won't always be that hard. I think about, too, just that language. When we resist something, it really does stop movement if we approach something with hesitation mm -hmm. and an idea of how it's already going to be, it will make it harder. Absolutely. It will make the experience less positive, yeah. less joyful, yeah. um, mm -hmm. <laughs> less positive. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it's kind of, and when we go into something, I think about my dad when I think about this because he does not want to learn how to work a computer. Okay. <laughs> Yes. And, and, and it is that resistance. It's, I can't do this. I can't do this. Yeah. And even when you talked about technology with me, getting a new phone, I put I it off for so mm -hmm. long because having to learn something new is, oh, it takes time and mm -hmm. energy it does. and it's intimidating. Yeah. But if we approached it and saying, I'm going to get this new phone and I'm going to sit with it for a day and I'm going to learn it. That can feel a little bit different and freeing us up yep. for the kind of experience that we do have. Mm -hmm. So I think that when we're going through something, it's important to look at if we are in a space of resistance, how can we be more open to change the, the, the energy in that experience? I, I think that's a wonderful key to kind of unlocking that stuckness a little bit. Something that came to mind, there's a quote by Jen Sincero, and she writes the badass books, right? Yeah. You're a badass. Um, they're, I'm a big fan of those. They're just fun to listen to and read and, and yet all, like a, a seed of humor and lightheartedness, which is great. Something I took away from one of her books is she says, use the quote, fill in the blank, this is good because, fill in the blank, find a few of them, <laughs> work hard <laughs> and be like, this is good because try to find three things that you can tap. Right. Put in that blank. Or this will be great because, and look for that. And I love that because it's quick, it's easy to remember. And I find myself using that when I'm being that little bit of stick in the mud. Oh, I don't want to do this. No, this will be good because. 
this could be good because it's just filling in that statement. That's kind of a helpful thing. Absolutely. I think of it as like almost oiling a rusty hinge. Yeah. Um, I like that. That positive statement, that looking for the good Mm -hmm. almost frees us up from, you know, that stickiness. I think it's a practice too. We come back to that a lot. Oh, for sure. Different things that we practice, different mental skills, mm-hmm. wellness skills. It's a practice. And, and that's a, that's something that we learn. We mm-hmm. learn from the people around us. Right. Um, you know, when we're growing up and if we're around yeah. people who do look at life in a more positive, through a more positive lens, we tend to adapt that worldview. Yeah. Now, if, if we are around people who don't, who mm-hmm. have a more negative lens that they view life and experiences in we will look at the world the same way. And so it takes some practice and time to reshape those lenses Mm -hmm. if we want to change them. Yeah, I think that's important to sit with because we say a lot of these things and tools and yet they take some doing. Mm -hmm. They take some doing. You know, some things are quick and easy to implement, but yeah, it takes some effort. Absolutely. You know, and thinking about being stuck in the mud when we talk about reaching out, not being there alone or being afraid that people will judge us through it. Gosh, how powerful would it be if we all uh, would talk more about the things that do create real difficulty Mm -hmm. for us? I wonder how much that would normalize that experience of feeling like, gosh, I'm not sure what step to take. I'm not sure where to go with this. So true. When you were talking a few minutes ago about, um, you know, how we feel and the and the reflection piece, something that came up for me in my mind was what's behind the stuckness. Mm-hmm. That was a little something that you had given us a few minutes ago, and I think that's important to kind of sit with. What is the emotion behind the stuck? Is it fear? Is it not lack of energy? When you describe the phone process, you know, okay, I'm avoiding this because I'm not energized, because this is going to take energy, focus. I'm going to have to be in a space to learn. This isn't mowing the lawn that I can just crack out. Right. <laughs> no matter how I'm feeling, like I don't need to be super focused. Let's just do it. Right. Yeah. I think that's a huge, huge, important takeaway to, yeah, what's behind the stuckness? Am I simply tired? And so this feels like, no, it's right. too big. Right. You know, I think we can get really micro. It can be super small. Am I undernourished? Do I not have lunch? Do I need a glass of water? Like, Are those basic <laughs> needs yeah. being met so that yeah. I can tackle this on a higher level? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes those things do take more from us. Absolutely. Um, they're not coasting. Mm-hmm. It takes some intention. And the next part I love is make the plan. Am I going to carve out half a day to do this when I do feel energized? And I think we can... My gosh, we can apply that to so many things. Mm-hmm. You know, decluttering is something I'm thinking a lot about and working on right now. Okay, what does that look like? Does that look like a little bit once a week? Does that look like 15 minutes once a day? Is it a, I don't have a big chunk of days to give that. That is kind of what I like. That's what I'd want if I was going to pick an option. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what I have. So what's behind the resistance? Now what's the plan going to be? Absolutely. I'm going to drop a truth bomb. <laughs> We can work on a preventative level to build our resources. And Mm. a lot of times we don't think about this. We tackle experiences that make us feel stuck in reaction. Um, So, hey, I found myself stuck. Now what do I do? Mm. Where we can really think about how do we build our resources being, you know, being resilient, handling change, yeah. identifying feelings, you know, 
expressing feelings. Mm -hmm. We can do that in a preventative way that will build our resources so that when that sticky thing comes, Mm -hmm. we have what we need to move through it Mm -hmm. in a better way. That's so neat. And this is where we talk about like habits. We talk about creating routine. So if you're spending 20 minutes a day or 10 minutes a day in the beginning of your day, creating a space for feelings to exist and acknowledging them, guess what? You have just filled your resources. You have just increased your ability to handle hard things. Ah. If you are, you know, doing meditations three times a week, if you're moving your body three Mm -hmm. times a week, if you're getting together with friends once a week, those are all things that you can do preventatively that will then be able to be accessed when we experience that, that situation, that stuck situation. That is so awesome. Mm -hmm. I love all that. Well, and it, it feels better because we have control yeah. and being in a sticky experience where you feel powerless and hopeless sometimes and like change is happening out of nowhere and you mm-hmm. have nothing that you can do about it. That preventative coping is something that we can choose. We choose, we that. control. And I think so many times we look at that sometimes and we think, oh, it's indulgent. Right. No, no, no more. No, no. <laughs> Let's no, no, reframe no, no. that. No, no, no. Um, it's not indulgent. And I would say if anyone has difficulty giving themselves the gift of self-care, practicing healthy habits of any form, maybe flip that mm-hmm. if that works for a person and say, oh, no, it's preventative. Right. This is my preventative care. I think that's so neat and so beautiful. And gosh, it's something really to give ourselves a gift. To me, that feels like giving ourselves and everyone around us a wonderful gift. It's like investing in the future today. It's like money in the savings account absolutely, for when we need it. And that is in a mental, spiritual, psychological form, physical form too, which is so neat. So we talked a little bit about what that could look like. Let's share ourselves. What does that look like for you to do those preventative things, that little preventative self-care, preventative investment? So we move from a place of reactivity to responsiveness. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what comes to my brain. So we're more responsive instead of reactive. You know, for for me, a lot of, of my building my resources and my coping comes with my team. Um, Being able to come to work and connect with my team and being around them when they're feeling good and positive and empowered helps me to to really feel energized and like we're making a big impact. So for me, Mm -hmm. that's great because that's where I spend a lot of my time. Right. That was a good thing. So yeah, that should be an (laughs) environment that feels really, really good. Yeah. You know, and other things that that really kind of help me specifically are... um, you know, spending time with my family mm-hmm. very intentionally yeah. um, because during the week it does get busy yep. and I'm not able to do that. I love how you said intentional time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's really, you know, I'm around my kids a lot, you know, in the evenings and stuff, we're getting ready for bed. We're doing bath time. We're, right. you know, getting prepared for the next day, but I wouldn't say that that's really intentional time. Right. It's it, important, but it might not be time that's filling right. everyone's cup and spirit. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I guess... Other than that, you know, I try to connect with friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big phone talker. Yeah. Um, everybody will, will say that. My phone is for outgoing calls. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few really good friends that are like, sweet Jesus, just answer your phone. <laughs> 
And I think it's because I listen to people all day. So yep. I'm on a break, but, yep. but connecting with them through cards yeah. or other actions, you know, that really yep. fills my cup as well. So knowing the things that are important to you and important to your heart yeah. um, to continue to do. How about you? What yep. do you do to really kind of replenish those resources? Well, when, when you were talking about that, that some of the things that came to my mind was yoga practice mm-hmm. was one of them, uh, mind body exercise, Pilates, things like that. Because to me, that is that is very mental at the same time. It is, very it is being it's it's like <laughs> some people will call it life practice because yeah. you do you are in uncomfortable spaces, mm-hmm. not painful because that's not what it's supposed to be, but discomfort, right? And you ride that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that while it's happening, <laughs> but I think it is one of those things that is kind of, it is resource building. It, it builds those muscles, those mental muscles, as well as physical creativity is a big one in, in many facets and forms. If that is repotting a plant or if that is taking an art class, I did that. I want to say towards the end of my graduate degree, I signed up for adult drawing. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I had never done it before. I had never drawn outside of just doodling as a kid. I'm like, let's just try it. Let's see. There were so many metaphors for life, um, what I was going through, just all kinds of different things. The art teacher was just wonderful. Shout out to Ashley Dunham. She's a, a wow. wonderful art teacher. and So a um, space that really created introspection oh, yeah. for you. Yeah. Wow. And that was unexpected because I really thought, okay, I'm going to show up with my supplies. I'm going to learn a <laughs> skill. And it was just this mindful experience, introspective experience, social, spiritual experience even. And so... For me, I think being in those creative spaces, be they a, you know a dance class or an art class or writing or something, it yeah creates that space for prevention. And I do think that's that's both treatment and prevention. Sometimes it is Absolutely. a little bit of both. Um, yeah. Going back to yoga, yeah. So yoga is something that I I dislike okay. very much. Yeah, but some people do. Yeah, it's because <laughs> I don't like to slow down. Mm. And, you know, and mm-hmm. I think about, I think about that resistance we talked about when right. things change, there yeah. is this, this, this level of discomfort. Mm-hmm. And if we get good at being comfortable in the discomfort yeah. and knowing that the discomfort will get better, yeah, boy, that yoga is a perfect practice for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a connecting point. So when I do do yoga and I practice, I practice sometimes I'm, I'm still not, amazing at it. But when I do it, I can feel myself mentally growing because I have to like (laughs) cheerlead myself through Mm -hmm. it. I'm Mm -hmm. like mental muscles. Yes, it really is. So if anybody's really trying to, to create that mindfulness, that inner peace, that, Mm -hmm. that reflectiveness and and stuff, yoga is a, is a great practice for that. That's so neat. Even though maybe it doesn't feel the best right right away. (laughs) Right. So true. And you say that you, you don't like to slow down. I don't like to speed up. <laughs> so sometimes for me doing something fast, right. I don't like it. Yep. It's good. It's yep. good for me to hang in there sometimes. Yep. So listeners, we hope that you found something that you can take away. And next time you're feeling stuck or resistant to whatever's coming, we hope that you, you can tap into some of these practices or ideas to try. And thanks for being